All right, everyone. Uh, as you can see, I'm not in the podcast studio today. Um, I'm out here with Ray on a place he's got permission to hunt on his lease. Uh, we're out here after snow goose hunting. And after snow geese, I have like zero experience with snow geese, so this has been a learning process for me. Um, today, we're, we're not having the greatest luck, but it's also Bluebird Sky Day. We saw a lot, um, but they're very, very high up there. Well, this is uh, Podcast 37. Like I said, I'm here with uh, Raymond Ray, also known as Stretch, uh, from the old fraternity. He is a firefighter, so don't hold that against him, guys, uh, other than that. But, Ray, you've been snow goose hunting for quite a while. Um, first thing, you've only, what, this is your only your second day? It's only my second day out here, mm-hmm. and it's been... Like you said, we've seen a lot. It's been tough just because the adults are now coming through for us here in Central Illinois. But it's kind of been a, like you said, nice blue, sunny bluebird day. It's been tough to try and get these bigger birds down, especially since I, I didn't put out our big spread as much as I usually do. I only got probably six or seven hundred out here right now with a few flyers going. Uh, kind of. Wasn't expecting this many birds down here at this time right now, but like I said, it's been kind of a tough day today. This so, is so in past season, you say usually later in the season. Usually better. a little later in the season, we'll get we'll hit into some numbers just because that's usually the time that the juvies are kind of coming through mm-hmm. with us and get into those less less knowledgeable birds that mm-hmm. we can get into. But also, it's kind of tough here when you know you're competing with big numbers of birds down here, and it's kind of a tough place to try to. Try to get them down, especially like yeah. right there. So yeah. we got them you guys can't eight, see them, but they're like miles a, high over there. Yeah, uh, very high up there. But yeah, it's kind of hard to compete with that many live live birds over there, and some of the areas that we're hunting up against. So, mm-hmm. but we were kind of hoping today that we get a few, and it's still kind of early yet, so they might still get flying here yeah. a little later. So you see, you start get, scrambling, and yeah, if you see us take off. Us. You understand why what happened? Yeah, we're trying to try to kill some <laughs> birds, but uh. Yeah, no, it's been good so far out here. Like I was telling Ray earlier, uh, you know, go I deer hunt all season long, hard, and all of a sudden deer season's over, and I kind of I haven't been out since deer season. Uh, I think I went squirrel hunting one day. That was about it. So it's nice just to get out again and do some hunting. And, it's, and you guys can't see, but we've got some big flocks over us right now. But they are high, very, very high. Oh, man, they are way up there. Yeah. Uh, huh. okay. So. The snow goose season, or I think the light geese season is another name they call it. But you can kill there's there's snow geese and then there's blue geese, or uh, what they usually call them. Um, Bray, do you want to kind of break down the differences a little bit? So the blue goose, you'll kind of see a difference in they are a true blue color. And then for the waterfowl guys, the old eagle heads is what we refer to them as. Because uh, they look exactly, that would sound a lot closer. I hear them. <laughs> Sorry. We're gonna be doing Sorry, this a folks. lot. We're gonna be doing this a lot. Bear uh, with it. But now the snows are an adult snow, and then the Rossies, you kind of get a difference in size. Snow goose is gonna be a lot bigger, and then a Rossi is gonna be a little bit smaller. Oh, they are they way up there. Way over there. Yeah. Uh, but you're gonna see a difference between them, especially if we if we could ever get some down here, and I can show you the difference, but. Uh, like right now, these are all adult snows, so they're going to be a lot bigger. And then, as Rossi, like I said, is about the size of 
can honestly be about the size of a mallard or just a little bit about the size of a lesser Canada. Uh, and then getting to a, like into the blue geese, they're a nice bright blue and white color. And then occasional juvies, which have a little bit of a gray color to them. And that's kind of the difference between all of them that you can tell. And then you can tell the difference between the, obviously an adult white bird and adult. They're a juvie and a blue and everything like that. So I, so like I said before, I don't have any experience. I've never harvested a, a snow or a blue goose. Um, I've be honest, I've shot at some, um, but you know, uh, poor shooting is what led to not having any. Us? Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so number one, do you like you like eating snow geese? They are actually pretty good if you can get some good recipes. Mm -hmm. I don't take it from me. I have botched a couple <laughs> of them. There have been a couple that have. Uh, not been done so well but there are there are some really good recipes out there for them uh, a lot of guys uh, if obviously with how many we shoot we'll put them in bulk and then they just kind of make a uh, like just a mixture out of them and then mm -hmm. uh, we make jerky our own jerky and stuff like that out of them, which is pretty good uh, it just depends on what type of mixture you want to use with them if you marinate them all night or for 24 hours 48 hours uh, they get a really good flavor and uh, they are a dark meat so it's going to be a little bit of a gamey flavor to them, but it's a if you're an outdoorsman, they're they're yeah. really really good. Yeah. They, I I like eating them. They're actually taste pretty good if you like I said if you can cook them right. But mm -hmm. there's definitely been that fair share of a couple mishaps in the kitchen of wow those were really bad. Can you uh, can you tell the difference between an adult snow compared to like a Rossi? Not really. I, I mean, truly the meat the meat is about truly the same. I mean. It's gonna be about the same meat quality. Gotcha. It's just gonna be a little smaller. It's a little more, uh, a little more tender in the Rossies, That's but they're they're not truly. If you bit into two side by side, you wouldn't know the difference mm. if you cooked them right. In my opinion. Yeah, good enough. Good enough. So uh, I, you know, I helped Ray set up just a few decoys um, this morning. Uh, he had most of these socks out. Uh, already but again all my decoys for instance comes with waterfowls either on the water with ducks or setting up filled decoys shells and stuff like that for canadians so setting up the, like these socks the vortex the flyers that's all kind of new to me so i guess if you want to kind of break down maybe some of the decoy process process maybe different types of decoys you guys oh, yeah. use for snows um so i kind of have a mixture here i don't know did you get any of the Kind of I got some. Yeah, okay. I can uh, so always some footage show. If you see behind, if you see behind me, there's some kind of floaters out here. I don't have very many out right now, just because the timing and work and everything's been kind of rough. But uh, then, got you. I always set them up in a teardrop. Guys always want to kind of put a kill hole, like mm -hmm. kind of they do with like regular waterfowl. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the guys will tell you it's just a big mass. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. So they'll mass up at the front. And that's why I have a lot of these decoys up at the front here. And then kind of tear dropped out to where it just kind of feathers himself out because snow geese are greedy they always want to be in front of the pack mm. that's why as you watch them they always jump each other and they always want to they always want to be at the front of the pack and always want to be the ones in front uh and then you set up i got some flyers here many different brands of flyers you can go with the you can go with mojos or robos and then uh i'm not sure what the flappers are the the super expensive mm. uh, brands like those if you can if you can afford them, they're great, but it, if you're looking for just cheap flyers, the flyers I have are just the just regular silo sock, just style flyers, and they, mm -hmm. they do me just well. 
Um, I mainly run wind socks just because it's a little bit easier to store. Mm-hmm. And then I got some shells, obviously half shells that we can put on the ground just to kind of give the resting feel to them that they that they're looking for of being here on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then guys will run full bodies, which full bodies if you got the if you got the space and the and the good good money to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, more power to you. But me, I just run solo. I just run socks and shells and mm-hmm. occasional occasional uh, just old duck floaters that I paint white. They, uh, like I said, they're all, they're all pretty cheap and easy, but at the same time, this is one one expensive goose chase, so to speak. Yeah, well, that's one thing I was going to talk to you about. So, it seems like, in my opinion, as I've gotten older, snow goose hunting's gotten more and more popular, at least in our area. Mm-hmm. It seems like more and more people are doing it. And that's the one constant I always hear from every, every snow goose hunter, the amount of money that it, you guys it, sink into it the water It is a problem. lot of money to sink into it to get into it mm-hmm. um i started with this spread we probably started with three or four dozen just cheap solo socks that we decided to go do and then it's grown every year ever since me and me and dad and me and the guys down here have all come together and we've all kind of i've accepted it as i like to chase them i like mm-hmm. i i got the one or two days of you know shooting into the big the big yep. spins and you know getting mm-hmm. to unload with guys and it's kind of one of those that i got stuck and now there are guys that you can run just cheap wind socks and then there's guys that you can run full bodies and everything like that mm-hmm. but it is definitely be ready to fork out the money if you're going to mm-hmm. get into snow goose hunting and get into it mm-hmm. hardcore so hypothetically obviously i know not all these decoys are yours some of them mm-hmm. part of the group you're part of but how much money we got laying in front of us right now you had to guess. Laying in front of us, probably the ones with the mixed brands and everything like that, we're probably looking three or four grand with everything sitting in front of us right now. And like I said, this is a small. I see how much. This is a small spread that we normally run. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, I mean, we've gotten in with everything probably that my group and all of us have, we probably have a mixture of probably eight or nine thousand dollars plus there's guys that. You know the groups that we don't have here this mm-hmm. year with us. That adds probably another two or three thousand dollars worth of decoys that we don't have out, and it's just one of those that we. There's definitely a lot of money sitting here, and it's one of those that we. See above those trees. Yep, I just saw it. Just saw the flash. This is one of those times of our distraction of. Mm. Looks like a big group. I thought so. I saw the same thing you did. Mm-hmm. I would but, love. To get a harvest on this podcast, um, that'd be awesome. I don't know what's going to happen, but <laughs> if we could, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. As many birds that we're seeing down here, it'd be nice mm-hmm. to nice to get a harvest on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely costing money, especially with the decoys that you lose every year because we we leave our spreads kind of out most of the time because it's our land that we that we have, so we kind of just keep it together. And that and. No, a lot of, like, when you're driving the highways here in Fulton County, a lot of times you can see people's spreads mm-hmm. and stuff out. You guys, nice little hidden spot. This is my first time coming down here with Ray. We've been talking about this, well, since I've really met you. You've been telling me about this piece of property you had permission on, and this is my first time down here. And the nice thing, for me, it's only, like, less than a 10-minute drive to get here. But, uh... Nice little hidden gem. Yeah, you can't, like, you can't see it from the road or anything like that. Like, I like it. Um, nope. And so like I said, we got some nice uh, 
we got some nice locations surrounding us that we can, you know, get to. And mm -hmm. like I said, it's not the yeah. We got we got a nice little location here, which is makes it a lot definitely super nice for us down here. But oh, yeah. the only thing is we got to compete with those spots too. Yes. Yep. That's the tough part. Look at these Canadians. I see them. They'll come right, coming right to us. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I was going to ask you though. How does these socks hold up? Um, obviously, we take the flyers. How's these socks hold up? They actually hold up rather well. Um, the ones, the older style wind socks that I kind of found that even through the years of snow goose hunting, uh, the backbone socks are phenomenal. Uh, the brands have done an amazing job with the backbones of keeping these wind socks to where they hold their shape and then they also keep uh, like water holes on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So even when they get frozen, they're not, they're not keep, or they're not a, uh, tearing as easily because okay. they keep those they keep their shape but also they're not getting uh they're not getting drunk on the ground as much as what some of them would call the ducks you know i heard something <laughs> you ever heard story, something behind story us? of the day uh-huh uh yeah man the, the amount of ducks we're seeing today is kind of nuts it could have been limited out on oh, canadians yeah. and everything else so. uh-huh everything but snow <laughs> everything but what we're chasing uh but no, these wind socks hold up rather well. I like them. I've had some of these since I've started. Like you can see some of my older ones that I have that I since I've started, mm -hmm. and then all the way up until the newer brands that we bought. And they're all. I mean, I I love wind socks. They're easy to store, easy to carry. It's a lot nicer to take out to a field instead of carrying full bodies. And in, in my opinion, but they Us? definitely it is a disadvantage. Like days like. Uh, well, this morning mm -hmm. when we didn't have a lot of wind going, yeah, it so kind of lying flat. Kind of lying flat. Uh, that's another thing with those backbones that companies have done. They hold their shape rather well, and they still look mm -hmm. good even without wind. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of thing. If I wanted to try this even at my place, like buy a couple dozen wind socks at mm -hmm. least. Try a couple dozen wind socks. Uh, snow uh, silhouettes work. Mm -hmm. uh, we have we've used silhouettes before and had good good solid results out of them. Uh, we. I've done, some guys even back in the day, they used old paper plates. It, well, it I've heard stories of newspapers. Newspapers. Folding out newspapers. Yep. Newspapers, old plastic plates. Uh, you could even use uh, garbage bags. Some guys have used garbage bags. Uh, mm -hmm. just kind of depends on what your budget is and if you want to get into it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's one of those that you can do a lot of things to them to try to, to, try to make them. But I always, if you're looking to just get into it, I always suggest, I, I suggest socks. They're, they're a good, solid product. Yeah, I think, I obviously, I don't, again, don't have that much experience with it, but I think our, the spread looks good, um, and I like how the socks are looking and stuff, but yeah. Uh, Got them dancing and bouncing pretty good here. Mm -hmm. Want to see when's, when's season go out here? You know, on top April, of your head? April-ish. 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 Um, so, I mean, how hard will you hit it till then? Uh, it kind of depends on the migration. A lot of us are kind of... Uh, like right now, I'm gonna try to hit it hard. So when I can, I'm probably gonna be hunting quite a bit, mm -hmm. just because right now this is prime migration time for the first. This is the first big wave that we've gotten. So it's mm -hmm. kind of a. They've been here for a little while, but this is the first big wave here mm -hmm. for us here in our area. Yeah. And like I said, we're gonna try to hit it hard here. I'm gonna try to uh, hopefully hit it hard here within now between the end of the month, and this month I'll definitely be hitting it super hard to mm -hmm. try to. But like I said, this month is going to be a span of 
like right now the adults are here then kind of get the tail end of the adults into the juvies and then the juvies kind of start that's when we start getting into the big numbers because they're less mm -hmm. educated birds and mm -hmm. they haven't seen the big spreads as much but they're mm -hmm. also kind of gun shy coming up from the south because they've been shot at all the way down from arkansas all the way up to here now so mm -hmm. it's kind of a so just kind of uh, got to trick them a little bit better. Yeah, so kind of talk about the migration a little bit, because everything else, like when we're hunting waterfowl, you know, it's they're starting up in, like, Canada, mm -hmm. working their way south. But it's opposite with these, right? Kind of, sort of? Or kind no? of, sort of, yeah. So they still migrate south. These are one of the first things that you'll see push through, mm -hmm. and then you'll see them move south really, really quick. Mm -hmm. um, you'll see the push of snows come through, and it's like, man, the snows are here, and then the next day they're gone. Mm -hmm. I, it's... When they migrate south, they they go quick. Mm -hmm. It's not a it's not a everybody chases the migration south. They chase the migration north because okay. they kind of stick they stick a little bit harder in places when they're heading north because they're just following the snow lines. Gotcha. Um, with these though, these birds are not just like like Canadian geese where we get them, you know, just mm -hmm. strictly like the big Canadians mm -hmm. or the giant Canadians and everything around here. These things are all the way to California, all the way out to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And they just migrate no matter where they go. It's just a huge migration field for these things. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just makes it that much harder to try to get on the X, so to speak. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, guys guys travel all the way to, to chase these things. And I, like I said, they, they are a tough bird to travel for. Because mm -hmm. like I said, you're so spread out throughout the country that they go through the central region, they go through us, they go through the east coast, they go through the west coast, it's, things are everywhere, and it's mm -hmm. just a tough, tough task to pinpoint their migration periods, but they are a, they are a good traveling bird. Okay, well, obviously we're hunting, uh, we got, in this spot you got field and water, um, but obviously we're kind of mainly facing the field edge, so like, I know when it comes to some ducks, uh, hear them, but, uh, Obviously, I know in my experience, whether it's field field hunting for ducks or geese, um, it seems like you have better luck hunting over corn, a pick corn field than mm -hmm. you do a pick bean field. Yep. Um, obviously, this year because of farmers' rotation, yep. you got beans. But is it the same thing for snows? You feel like, or does it matter? I think it kind of just depends on where the snows want to be. I've seen them hit bean fields over corn fields. Sometimes I've seen them hit. You know, mm -hmm. uh, some some of the farmers down here actually have beet fields. Mm, that they yeah. that are green and mm. they love those fields yeah uh those fields are they they hit those pretty hard and then like a cut bean field and a cut corn field they, they do like the corn fields a little bit more and it makes it a little bit easier to try to persuade them but honestly between the two i think just depends on they like the safety and numbers mm -hmm. uh with me i kind of have an advantage with open water because mm -hmm. they want to go to water after they get the fields but right now obviously i don't have the floater spread out just yet but yeah it's yeah. just kind of one of those you think that, in this spot here you think you kill more in the field or more in the water it varies honestly it, it kind of varies between time to time i've i've killed them in the field a lot and then i've killed some in the water like mm -hmm. i said I've, I've killed them going into the water and sometimes they just want to be in the water sometimes i want to be in the mm -hmm. field uh but it's just kind of truly with them it kind of just depends on the day what they want to do all right, well, before we kind of switch topics here a little bit, what, uh, you got one good, like, snow goose story to share? Uh, see, and it could be any, maybe your best day you've had out there. I know you so said. So I'm trying to think. I mean, we got some good memories. We, uh, we had some guys that we, that we hunted with, and we got into a jump shoot, and it was kind of a, we were carrying the decoys out, and, the snow geese beat us to the spot mm -hmm. and we uh 
we just got lucky enough to be able to jump up and and be able to jump shoot some. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what the number was that we got. I think it was like 20 or 30 that we it wasn't the highest I've ever killed, but it wasn't the, you know. Yeah. It was just the fact of the memory of all of us walking out, and then it's like, mm -hmm. uh-oh. They beat us. Or yeah. just hunting out here with my dad. I mean, mm -hmm. to be able to, I think my best stories are with my dad, because like I said, it's just one of those things that we finally, we, not finally, but we bond over this, and this is what we do, and we both have a love and passion for it, that mm -hmm. this is our, this mm -hmm. is our thing, and it's just one of those that I, mm -hmm. I can't talk about it enough that I, mm -hmm. how much me and my dad love this. Nope, nope, I get it, man. I get it 100%. Uh, so one thing Ray and I were talking about while we've been out here, uh, watching birds fly over and watching the ducks, uh, is Illinois duck season. Um, we both, I think, come in agreement with the season. So our season comes in late October, um, goes till what, 26th, 27th of December? 28th, maybe? Sometimes. Something like that. It, it shortly kinda, after Christmas, it, it goes It varies, because like I said, they go here. Yeah, short, shortly after Christmas, uh, duck season goes out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we at uh, my place and my dad's place, we got uh, a couple pits, and we have a blind. And, man, it seems like as soon as duck season goes out, that's when the big flocks of, like mallards and stuff gets here. Uh, every year, never fails. And... In my opinion, a lot of times, that first week or two of duck season, there's not a lot of birds. You, you know, that that first day or two, you might have a good shoot because you're killing all the local birds. Um, but uh, after that, you just don't have any big pushes on migration. And, you know, whether you believe in climate change or not, you know, I'm not going to go into the details on that. But it does seem like our seasons are changing a little bit. Where, you know, it's, it stays warmer longer, gets colder later, but it stays colder later. That's my opinion, anyway. Um, so, Ray, I mean, would you agree? And stuff? I agree with you a whole Kind of thinking, day. push duck season back two yep. weeks. Push it back a couple it. weeks and give us a little bit more time there at the later part of the year. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to kind of push on the public land mm -hmm. aspect of frozen yeah. and everything else, but truly we don't get into the big numbers until I agree with you until late in the year. Specs. That's what I thought. <laughs> like, Specs. Well, um, man, bummer. I'd be taking I would be taking a shot at one of those yeah. if they were snows. If they were snows. No blinds on them though. Did you uh, notice that? No, there was that right one's got a mark. That's it. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. I didn't see it now. That was the only one though. I looked, I was like, right there you go. Yeah. They kind of snuck up on us. They did. That's the first. They don't usually, uh, yeah. they usually aren't quiet. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's another thing. If you uh, don't know that much about geese, so you got you got Canadian geese and subspecies of Canadian. Uh, and you, Specs are not like geese. Just that speculation is they are not like geese. But they are technically a goose. They are technically a goose. Yeah. They They're are a goose, goose, but they are not the light geese. Yes. They are not part of the light geese. Yeah, you, we cannot, they are off, they they are are off the, charts, right off the charts at this moment in time. Unfortunately, because we definitely would have taken a definitely shot at those. Definitely would have had a shot there, and they're covered back. I don't know if you guys can see that, but... Only the one's got marks on it. It's kind of weird. surprised by that. Here's some though. Yeah. See those? Then there are spreads at eight miles high. Yeah. Lead them. Lead. <laughs> That's a long lead. <laughs> oh, man, these specs are trying to get shot. These specs are, these specs are coming in great. Uh -huh. Literally, we could have killed. Look at these. They're going to land.
that driver's seat. There. We're back. We, we got distracted there. But, uh, yeah. Let's see if I can fix this camera a little bit. There we go. Nice. But, uh, and I'm not going to lie, I'm off track now. What were we talking <laughs> about? Talking I know spe yeah. oh, specs aren't like, they are geese, but they're not. <laughs> uh, that is the best tasting waterfowl by a video. I'll be honest, I've never had a spec. Uh, never, ate, never shot one either. Uh, uh, some of the guys around here refer to them as the flaming jaw of the sky. They are, they are good. I, I've, I've been able to have a few and cook them up right. They are, they are phenomenal. In my, in my opinion, my favorite waterfowl to eat. Mm -hmm. I had a nice juicy mallard, but oh yeah, you can't hey, beat that. Can't beat a good wood old. duck's good too. Wood duck, uh -huh. the old teals for the old cracker meat that you can get for them. Uh huh. Nice. Uh, coming back out of the field though. Yeah, that's nice. good. Maybe we'll get a catch Maybe a little movement. But uh, anyway, um, but yeah, we're kind of in agreement with the Illinois duck season that they should uh, they should be uh postpone two weeks and add on two weeks because that's just our opinion um i get we get the public land thing because in most of the illinois public land at least in our area it is water um a lot of walk-ins a lot of water or draw-ins for blinds uh and stuff like that um so we i get that um if you if you post if you you're gonna it's gonna water's gonna freeze quicker during duck season than if you uh, postpone it two weeks but honestly I'm, I'm personally willing to forfeit that now I get it I also have access to fields so I get that super critical of me and like, like yeah asshole yeah, you get a hunt longer no wonder you want that so I get that uh, um, that is kind of my opinion I don't know if Illinois could work on something about you know maybe like a farm farm program or something where farmers start letting publicly land access to hunt snows or specs or just some areas out. do have that public land field hunting mm -hmm. access which is really nice uh the only thing is obviously if the birds are there or not during that time correct. that's kind of one of those if they freeze out then it kind of kills those fields too correct correct so yeah at least there are areas that they do have field hunting access that's yeah nice part. so that's one that's kind of our opinion on the illinois duck season and then one thing i didn't realize and I don't know. So obviously, Ray, I've lived in Fulton County my whole life. Ray lives in the neighboring county, um, but he's hunted Fulton County most of his life. So I didn't realize here in Illinois how lucky we are that we live in this part of Illinois for the public land access. Because there's, I so we both went to Eureka College, and that's Woodford County, and there is some public land in Woodford, but not a lot. And you didn't realize like how limited public land access is throughout the state in some areas um you're definitely a lot closer down here to a lot more public areas yeah. that you can get to that's yeah. the nice part yeah um so again it's more and more i look into the public land access throughout this country um more and more you seem like yeah it's just that we definitely need to protect the land we do have permission on and always you know try to get more when we can um take advantage of certain situations uh, I mean, hunting is part of the conservation process, so it's always good to keep that going. Um, I'm trying to wait for the 
specs to walk up over the hill here. That's what I yeah. keep staring at. Be cool. I'll have to get some video of that if we do, or some pictures. But yeah, uh, Ray, do you have anything else to add on this waterfowl topic? I know it's kind of short, sweet podcast, and we keep getting distracted. <laughs> but I figured, hey, bluebird sky, we might as well take it. Might as well record one. Yeah, take advantage of it. Uh, no, no, it's, I just if you hear anybody having any luck, man, just gladly good luck. There, to, go. there they go. They're gonna come right over top. Yeah. Could have got you some good pictures uh -huh. there, though. There you go, it's focusing a little bit. But, yeah, okay. Well, after that, I think that's the best way to end it. <laughs> uh, as you can see, we're distracted. And, but, yeah, I get some good spec footage. But, yeah, uh, Ray, thanks for coming on again. Absolutely. Appreciate it. I have to maybe, uh, maybe we'll get some more content down. Actually, us killing some snows eventually. Let's hope so. But, yeah. Yeah. Good luck to everybody out there still waterfowl hunting. You know, wish y'all the best. Hopefully, they come hopefully y'all have better luck than we have today. They come back again. They are. <laughs> They're gonna do it again. <laughs> Just having fun watching these things. Uh huh. All right, thanks guys. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Uh, appreciate all the support. And yeah, hopefully we uh, get some geese down here soon. See ya.